It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Locked 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 On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast, Landon, if you were given $160 million, what would you do with it first? Uh, I would probably buy the Dallas Cowboys uh, <laughs> if, uh, if it was 1989. Uh, that, that, that number still shocks me that uh, the Dak actually is being paid more money for this contract than, uh, than, 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 than Jerry Jones paid for the team originally in 1989 when he bought him. It's just absolutely insane. Okay. Yeah, and can just barely buy you a hamburger out there in California. You <laughs> just live, barely. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so coming up on today's show, we're going to talk about the press conference, some of the little news and nuggets that came out of the press conference. Uh, the Cowboys also made some roster moves on uh, Wednesday afternoon. We'll get to those as well. Uh, but let's start with that press conference, Landon. Uh, first and foremost, just your overall takeaways from Dak being up there and talking. Just joy. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I'm just. I'm going to be a fanboy here. It's just... It was exciting, you know. It was just it, we hadn't seen him in a while since since his injury, actually, and and mm-hmm. just having him up there and hearing him talk, and you know, just it, it, it's a lot of Dakisms, you know, and and you forget like how uh, how much hearing him talk makes you just want to run through a wall for him. Yeah, you know? he never says the wrong thing, too, right? That's that's the big thing. Yeah, exactly, and 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 I think you know it's it was just great to hear him up up there and how. Everyone had a uh, you know a, a, an eye towards the future and, and an eye all headed in the same direction. Uh, that was just that was just exciting and and, and to see uh, them kind of talking about what's happening next in the future and not just uh, a kind of nebulousness around the, the, the surrounding our quarterback. All these things were very exciting and 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 that, the best part too was just seeing kind of the joy in Dak's face and and frankly in Stephen and Jerry's faces too because uh, I think there's just relief all around that. Uh, this is done. I, I, like I said, I don't think they had any doubts in their mind that it would happen, uh, but it's glad that it's done. And I think uh, uh, they're excited to kind of start actually planning on the, the future and start like looking forward to what's next now that we've got Dak signed. Yeah, my biggest takeaway, Landon, was it really didn't seem like anybody involved in the contract negotiations was really worried about this at all right like i know twitter is a weird place and this is where we all go to vent and and complain but like to these people that were up there talking between Dak and todd france and jerry jones and stephen jones it was just a matter of when it gets done not if right absolutely and i think you know if anything it kind of goes back to what you and i have been saying for months is that all the tea leaves 
all the indications, uh, take out what you've heard other people saying on, you know, secondhand hearsay, all the actual indications that, that, that you know, are, are movements by the people that are actually involved in this all really seem to indicate that both sides wanted this deal done. Yeah. And it was really well, just really just about how they were going to structure it and how they were going to, you know, pay for it. And it wasn't really a matter of whether Dak Prescott was going to be the quarterback long term for the Cowboys. That was the goal for both sides. I yeah, think the the, yeah. the 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 end result how we got there, it was a little bit more difficult than I think people want to realize including you know again the fact that jerry and steven are intimately involved in the tv uh, football uh, the nfl tv deals so that very much has a very heavy effect in all this i mean i think you know we, we make jokes a lot on twitter about people playing 4d chess but honestly i think there is an element of that that this negotiation was very much uh, being influenced by a lot of other mitigating influences, a lot of other factors uh, that you know people on Twitter hadn't even considered. That 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 really made this a little bit more complicated. But I, I, the bottom line was, it didn't sound like from either side that there was ever a point when the desire wasn't to get a deal done to make Dak Prescott the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, Dak basically said as much when he said, Todd France called him on Monday and it's like, hey, do you want to go get a deal done? And like, yeah, let's do it. And it, it he called Stephen Jones and within, what, a day the deal was Some, done? Right? Yeah. And it seemed like it got done very quickly. So, again, I know we were like counting down the days on Twitter of him potentially leaving the Cowboys, hmm. but... It really seemed like the heartbeat of this for everybody involved was just so steady the entire time. We knew it was going to happen. It was just, this is what happens with Dallas Cowboy contracts. Like we always have to have some drama. We, whether we, it's, we forgot, we forgot with Demarcus Lawrence just happened, and it just oh, happened with Demarcus Lawrence. And we oh, oh, we're just doing it again, and we'll do it again on the next contract too. I yeah, promise. Well, let's think about the last couple contracts, right? Amari Cooper literally went to free agency. Yep. And I don't think the Cowboys were worried about it, right? He even got a monster offer from another team, and the Cowboys are like, okay, cool. Uh, they happened with Ezekiel Elliott. He went to, to Mexico for a little bit. Des Bryant, remember, it took to the, the final second of the uh, the deadline, the franchise tie. It's This is just what happens, right? It's Let's always remember this going forward. The Cowboys are never going to let somebody go that they don't want to let go. It's just the way of business. So the only other thing that I, I thought was interesting, Landon, from the press conference, and I, I don't have the exact quote on me, uh, but basically it sounds like Dak is going to have not a ton, but some say in some personnel decisions coming up. And is that something that's surprising to you at all? Uh, I, I don't think it's uh, it's a bad idea. I mean, I don't. I think it, you you want to have a partnership with your quarterback when you're when you're. And they talked about it. They called it a partnership, you know, uh, with with Dak. And I think that that's important when you have ties long term to a quarterback who has such an effect on your team obviously you guys are both trying to make uh, uh, whatever moves are possible to get you to the Super Bowl it's it's it behooves all parties to win the Super Bowl uh, you know and, and, and frankly this isn't I don't know this is any different than what uh, the Cowboys afforded Romo uh, at points later on in his career I mean I think mm-hmm. they were definitely conferring with him about the type especially the type of receivers he wanted and that sort of thing and and, and talking to him in general about players so no it doesn't surprise me uh, you know it's something that I think that uh, Jerry has done with previous quarterbacks uh, and I you know if you look at the the previous quarterbacks that he's had uh, all of them have you know well two of them have gone on to to be uh, uh, you know 
NFL commentators, they, they obviously clearly know the league very well. So uh, I don't think this is a terrible idea. Jerry gets a lot of information from a lot of sources, whether that's good or bad. Uh, but yeah. I think getting it from his quarterback certainly uh, isn't a terrible thing as long as it's not you know a louder voice than Will McClay. And the last thing I want to mention really quickly on the Dak press conference is they asked him about his health. Uh, he kind of joked that he was going to jog up to the podium and, and jump on the table to show off. Uh, but it sounds like he is healthy. We'll see how much stuff he does in the offseason. I've got a feeling, Landon, the Cowboys are going to protect him from himself a little bit this offseason. Uh, Prescott did say he'll be ready for when it matters, which probably means training camp, right? And even in training camp, they might be a little bit limited. Well, yeah, I mean, they I mean, they posted a video like about an hour after the press conference or maybe a little bit after that of of him on the courts, you know, already on the courts. So uh, if he's working out on the courts, I mean, I don't he's know fine. that we've got a. I don't know that we've got a ton to worry about here. I, yeah, I think they'll. Yeah, like you said, they'll they'll keep it safe. They'll protect him from himself because he will, you know, he is a hard worker and you don't want him to overwork himself to the point where he has a setback. But I, yeah, I, I don't think we need to like sweat out the the, no, the no, timelines no. of this at all. Just wanted to take a quick break to tell you guys about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts, and make sure you use that promo code LOCKED ON. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all of the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure the often intimidating questioning lines like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX or a Z65 XM17? You have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on the computer, choosing the only brand that the warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at your home, in your pocket, no need to endure those awful questioning lines anymore. You have time to look up the answers because guess what? You have the convenience of ordering these car parts right there in your home. RockAuto.com is a family business serving car parts to customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com and shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers, not just the ones they have to pick from in the stores. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet, which, as a dog owner, I know I have to replace often. Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same car parts going into one of these fancy doodad stores? Go to rockauto.com and see all of the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how did you hear about us section so they know we sent you. They have an amazing selection of car parts and always reliably low prices. Everything your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com for everything you need for your car delivered right to your door. Rockauto.com. All right, let's transition to I, I think the bigger news of Wednesday Lane, and that's the, the Cowboys restructures. And I think these restructures actually tell us quite a bit. So the Cowboys did create $17 million in cap space by restructuring the contracts of Zach Martin, Tyron Smith, and Lyle Collins. 
we knew some of these triggers were going to be flipped, you know, or switches were going to be flipped here in the, you know, these upcoming days. But I do find it interesting who they restructured and who yeah. they didn't restructure. Let's start with the offensive tackles, Landon, because to me, this basically clears things up. Like they expect, they fully expect Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins to not only be their starting offensive tackles in week one, but into the future as well, correct? Yeah, clearly. I mean, you know, and like you said, the fact of who they flip these switches on uh, is really a big indicator on what they think about the future of these guys on the squad. And the fact that it was the two tackles does give um, us a, a vote of confidence that they'll yes. be healthy and they'll yes. be with us for the long term. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that that is something that we had heard, you know, whispers about and, and, and felt pretty good about the, you know, the, the what we were hearing out of the team about the futures of Leo Collins and Tyron Smith. But I think nothing speaks louder than the actions, right? And and, and I think mm-hmm. the actions of flipping these contracts really tells you the level of confidence that the Cowboys have in these two coming back healthy and playing at a high level. And that's fantastic news, right? Because let's yeah. say let's say we get into April and we find out, you know, Lyle and Tyron are close to 100%. I don't want to say that eliminates the need for the Cowboys to draft an offensive tackle, but it might eliminate the, the need to take one early, right? Because... If these guys are healthy and you have Brandon Knight and Terrence Steele and maybe you bring back a Cameron Irving, you're probably good at offensive tackle for the next year, maybe even next year. So uh, I think they feel really, really good there. Um, What about the guys they didn't restructure yet? Jalen Smith, Ezekiel Elliott, Demarcus Lawrence, Amari Cooper. Any takeaways there? I thought the Cooper one was really interesting because I, I assumed that Cooper would be one of the ones that got flipped. The fact that he which it could get, still be it could still be it's yeah you know still it, out there. We, we should we shouldn't yeah we shouldn't completely rule it out. But mm-hmm. I I thought it was interesting that they didn't flip Cooper just because simply you know that I I wouldn't be surprised that they were it, it, the lack of commitment I guess is what it is is that the fact that they specifically left it out and again there's still the opportunity for them to flip it. Does that does that indicate something or is it just that they haven't flipped it yet? Does it indicate that, you know, maybe their plan is to try to eventually move on from Cooper and, uh, <clears throat> and, and you know, slide CeeDee Lamb into that role? I, I don't know. I don't I, – it's it's hard to say definitively either way. But, I mean, I, this could be the kind of first step. If they don't want to commit to Cooper for long term, uh, you know, avoiding flipping his switch in his contract would allow for them to get out of this contract easily if they wanted to. I think that's possible. I also think it's also just likely that they don't need that cap space. Yet, Maybe. Right. Yeah. Right. And it, I don't want to say the Cowboys are tampering with free agents or anything like that because I never would want to suggest that. I never suggest that. It doesn't happen in the NFL, Marcus. They have a legal but, tampering period that is never violated. I, I have an idea the Cowboys already know which guys they're going after and who they need to start budgeting money for. Let me, let me just say it that way. So uh, we don't expect them to be big players in free agency. So if you don't have to flip that Amari Cooper switch, you might not you might not do it, right? And let's revisit this in 2022. Let's keep his cap numbers down a little bit because Prescott's will go up over the next couple of years. So I just don't think it's something to worry about yet. If we get to no. the weekend and they do do it, it's not going to surprise me at all. Uh, what about Jalen and Ezekiel Elliott? I think that they just want flexibility there. You know, I think it, whether it's you know the ability to eventually, I mean, if they flip the switches on both of them, they're committing to them. You know, for a longer term, and especially which Jaylen, one would be worse? 
probably Jalen, honestly. I mean, I, uh, I, see, I, I, I agree know with you, you actually. I, oh, wow. That's surprising. I do. You know, I think the funny the thing is, is that I think Zeke can continue to play at a pretty high level for a couple of years, and you've already paid him quite a bit of money already. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you wanted to. Uh, keep him in, 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 and he's not going to be like a bad player for you. That's that's no. I, I think you, I think you can make an argument. It's way easier to believe that Zeke is going to be, you know, continue to be a top ten or top twelve running back for the next couple of years. Have we seen Jalen be a top ten or twelve linebacker since two thousand eighteen? I, I would no. say no. Right? No. I, yeah. Well, I think that's the thing is that you know with Jalen, it's we haven't seen him enough at be, playing at a high level to believe that he could continue to get yes. back there and play yeah. there a long time. Zeke's last season felt like an anomaly, and frankly, throughout times of last season, he looked very good. He just he just didn't have anywhere to run. So yeah, I sure. could I could easily see Zeke continue to play at a high level, especially in a, in a continued uh, kind of shared backfield role. Uh, for for a couple couple more years, and and if if you've already paid the money, what's the difference? I'd rather have the player. Uh, but Jalen, it, it, the case may not be that you know the case the case may be that you're overpaying him and you need to replace him because he's not playing at a high level. So you may want to leave that flexibility right. in the contract so you can do that a little bit down the road. I, I think one is overpaid and the other one's a net negative. Who's overpaid, right? And that's really the the the, the, the thing here. So we'll see if they happen to flip the. The switches there. I did find it interesting that Demarcus Lawrence was one that they didn't restructure. And again, this could be the same thing as Amari Cooper. They're just yeah. waiting until they need it. Um, I'm not worried about Demarcus Lawrence long term. I know some other people are because that contract is big and maybe the sack totals aren't fantastic. Uh, but I think he plays hard. He's the right kind of leader. Maybe there's some injury concerns there, but I, I would have no problem at all if the Cowboys decided to restructure his contract soon. No, absolutely not. So, I mean, he's one of the few dominant players that you have on this roster, and I think that even if the sack numbers aren't what you want them to be, he disrupts at incredibly high levels, and and yes. and he creates a lot of sacks for other players uh, in a way that a few players do in the around the league. So, uh, yeah, I, I I I wouldn't have an issue if they ended up flipping the switch. I kind of thought that they they might at this point. Uh, but I, I'm honestly, like I said, it's with Cooper and with Lawrence, it's like this could still happen. So we yes. can't read too much yes. into this. Uh, it's not like when the, you know, with the switch, switches that are, have already been flipped, they can't put that back in. So we can we can make assumptions about the tackles because they did do this move. I don't know that the opposite can be said just because they didn't flip the switch for guys like Cooper and Lawrence. Again, the biggest takeaway here from the restructuring is that the Cowboys anticipate Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins being ready for week one, and that is just absolutely fantastic news. Just wanted to take a quick break to tell you guys about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. And now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It's Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup is Mocha Love versus Birthday Cake. Go to BuiltBar.com or go to Built Bar on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. That's LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Um, Let's go ahead and transition, Landon, to uh, a sad story out of the Cowboys. Everything has been Mm. so good over the last couple days, uh, but we did get some bad news, A, a a favorite here of the Locked On Cowboys podcast, Jameez Olawali, uh, was released, saving, I believe, just under $2 million uh, on the cap. Um, Landon, I will, I will allow you to go first. Give me your thoughts on Jameez Olawali's departure. Well, it's just more fullback slander, frankly, and I, <laughs> and I, and I won't have it. Uh, it's it's just upsetting, you know. It's it's really not that upsetting, but I you know I I think that the fullback position is underutilized and should be utilized more. I think creative offensive coordinators have found ways to use guys like Kyle Yusick or Jusick. How do you say his name from from San Francisco? Yusick. Uh, I love I love players like that. The, those kind of utility players that you can mm-hmm. you can have them in uh, your backfield. Uh, and you don't really know what they can do, and 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 even when they're in the huddle, you're not 100 percent sure how they're going to line up just because he's on the right. field, right? right? He could be a move tight end, he could be a fullback, he could be a, an F, an H. You know, I think the guys like that have uh, incredible value if you could find players like that. And uh, you know, I, I Jameez Olawali has always been more of a special teams player, more of a uh, gadget type fullback player because he has incredible speed yeah. at the position. Like he's a guy that you're going to line up at fullback, but if you put a linebacker on him to cover, uh, he's going to run a wheel route and he's going to leave you in the dust. So they they've tried it a couple of times. They couldn't get him to connect on some of these passes. Uh, I it, you know I like Jamezo Lawale, but really I like the, the fullback position. So what I would love to see is for them to try to find a way to get somebody else who could play that kind of role a little bit better. It's not that I'm necessarily dying for a fullback and maybe what they start doing is just start playing more two running back situations more which they could uh, they could which they could I, they could use zeke look if if zeke is 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 willing to move past ego right like and and, and ha- he has his money he he has the fame he has it all already zeke could be an insanely good uh, we could call it super back Right, sure, you know, sure. a guy that literally he could be your your main running back. He could be a guy who could be a run blocker on certain plays. He because he can do everything well. And so, if he was willing to get past the you know being the, the only center point of the offense and being willing to uh, be a part of a of, of a of an interesting set of of running backs that could be used in a variety of ways. It could really open things up on this offense because you, you know you, you have a twenty-one personnel where you've got uh, uh, Zeke and Pollard out there, and, and Zeke lines up as a fullback. Good luck, you know. Good yeah. luck if you yeah. try to put anybody on him or anything. So I, I think there's things that they can do to kind of mitigate that. And if not, I, I think they need to go out and find a, a, either a third tight end who can function as the fullback a little bit better. They have to find a way to replace those. I know they're not a ton of snaps, but there are snaps that they need to replace there at fullback. I actually think they're okay because they have. Uh, you're gonna have to help me. The last name. This is one I always miss. Uh, Siwo Alunu. Uh, uh, Seu Aluani. Yeah, I think. Aluani. There you go. I'm yeah. terrible at names. So that's right. That's, yeah. somebody, that's somebody who they had on the roster last year. 
Again, Blake Jarwin's coming back, so maybe we see more of Dalton Schultz in that H-back role. Maybe they bring back Blake Bell. Uh, they have Sean McEwen, who they liked out of Michigan as an undrafted free agent. I just think when you consider that they're going to have their three receivers, they're going to be an 11 personnel so much. They have two running backs they really like. There's only so many snaps for that fullback, H-back position. Slanders. And then when... Yeah, and then when you get Kyle Pitts in here, how, how are you going to figure out all these other snaps? No, I'm just joking. I they're, see what's happening. No, no, no. They're not going to drop Kyle Pitts. But <laughs> I do think they have enough of those complementary role players when you start considering McEwen, maybe Blake Bell, uh, maybe Schultz in that role, that you can get by without yeah. Jameez Olawali. Sure. Uh, I, I think they're going to be just fine. Yeah, they, 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 they aren't going to fold the season because of this. I, no, I, I definitely agree no, there. No, no. And again, if you need that player, I've got a feeling you can just go pick up Jameis from North Texas or wherever he's hanging out now. Uh, quickly, before we go, we did learn some news about the Cowboys getting some comp picks on Wednesday. Again, very, very busy day in the NFL. Very, the, Cowboys yeah. did re- the Cowboys did receive four comp picks. Picks 99, 139, 179, and 227. Uh, my favorite little note about these comp picks, Landon, is uh, it actually came down between a tiebreaker between the Cowboys and the Steelers for that final comp pick, and the Cowboys got it, which makes me always happy to beat the Steelers in just about anything. So uh, those additional picks, they were expected, but still nice to see nonetheless, correct? Yeah, I mean, you know, look, we can talk about how unfortunate it is to get such a bounty of comp picks and such a weird draft. But I, at this point, I think having all these picks is actually going to be a great benefit for the Cowboys because, you know, really it's so tough to kind of get in a, a full evaluation on, on a v- wide number of these players mm-hmm. that are coming out in, in the draft. So having the flexibility to kind of move around and target the selected guys that you feel the most comfortable about, uh, that could be something that the Cowboys could really uh, leverage to their advantage. And, you know, just, just not – being uh you know having more more shots at the dartboard you know having more opportunities you know because like i said there's just so much unknown and and having you know another top 100 pick and then another you know three others outside of that uh is is just more chances to not screw it up because you 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 didn't get the full information that you're used to getting in this very odd COVID off season the other thing that's great about it is you can move those picks. You can you, you can trade them for future years if you don't like this draft. So I, it's it's always great to have those extra picks. Uh, it was surprising uh, to learn, Lana, that since compensatory thick, thick, picks became a thing in the NFL, the Cowboys actually have the second most behind the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Stephen Jones, Jerry Jones, Will McClay, I think they have a pretty good idea of how to draft develop keep the guys that you want to keep uh let some other guys go out in free agency and listen they've done an excellent job over the last couple years of acquiring guys in trades and then allowing them to hit the free agent market like the robert quinn uh accusation accusation excuse me acquisition Acquisition. was incredible acquisition was incredible right you you gave up a six-round pick for robert quinn you had him play an entire year for you he had double digit sacks and then he leaves and you you know you recoup a fourth round pick that's that's unbelievable business and it wouldn't surprise me if we see something like that again this year maybe it's an Alden Smith right would it shock you if Alden Smith goes out and gets some decent money in free agency now the Cowboys didn't give up a pick for him but something like that no and and I think once the kind of 
dying down of the anger at the Cowboys front office that they hadn't signed Dak, you know, once that starts dying down and people realize that this actually got done and the Cowboys didn't lose a ton outside of, of money, which, you know, they're one of the most cash rich teams in the league. I think, you know, you're going to look back and realize that this, the front office has done some good things. This, yeah. this front office is not terrible the way that some people think they well, are, and it's, it, especially the, when it comes to the draft, you know, yeah, they, yeah. they're ahead of the game in a lot of ways. The the Robert Quinn one was phenomenal because I, I, I like Robert Quinn, but there was just no way that I would ever justify the Cowboys spending 16 million on him in a single, no. you know, uh, in an off season. And he went to Chicago, played in 15 games. Do you know how many sacks he had? Like two, I'm gonna two. say two. Did, was it? That's what uh, I thought. Yeah, two. He had two sacks and zero tackles for a loss last year yep. for the Bears. I mean, he basically yep. mailed it in, and I think the Cowboys had a pretty good idea that that could happen. So uh, we we've got to give credit to Stephen Jones and Will McClay when they do things right, and they did certainly last year with Robert Quinn. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow the show at Lockdown Cowboys on Twitter. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.